Welcome everyone to Sovereign AF podcast. This is episode 17, the last of the season. I'm your host, Regina Cornelio, and I have my friend, the beautiful Jenny Byers here from uh, Spirit Reunion Sanctuary. And we are going to talk about a lot of different things. We're going to talk about connecting to loved ones who've passed on, connecting to higher dimensions, her amazing story. And I actually just today got back from her sanctuary in Tennessee. So I can give a firsthand um, testimonial for her sanctuary, her services, and quite a few things. So it's going to be a really interesting conversation. And Jenny, thank you so much for being here with us. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to um, to share everything. But I think to start off, um, why don't you tell us a little bit more about you? And and if you want to just dive into your story, um, let's let's do it. Okay. So my stories, uh, I'm going to do a Cliff's notes of my story because we don't have a lot of time, but my, uh, I, I really came into this reality being able to connect through to the higher dimensions. And I think um, that's because my family line um, in the Cherokee family line, they were using that. So I realized that it was natural for me because it was active in my genetic line. So as a little kid, I could hear, um, but my dad was a preacher. So for me, I was hearing Jesus and God. And when I look back on it, it was so simple. It was so funny. It was so free. But one of the the most important things that I remember being told when I was like four um, was when that energy came in really strong one day, I was on my grandpa's farm and I was running around outside and Um, I always found I was most connected in nature. So while I was outside and I was barefoot a lot too, um, that energy said to me, you know, you've arrived. Um, You're free to create anything you want. You're safe, you're protected and enjoy it basically. And I remember looking up and it was so strong and I just started laughing. And I remember just being, because of that, I was fearless I was a fearless kid and I had a mom that was connected. So she helped me stay in that connection. She helped me stay in my imagination and stay in a higher love because she was very loving. So I was blessed to have that. Um, But then as life happened to me, I, like everybody else, felt really pressured to conform. So just like everybody else, I ended up creating that false self. And then I had to unwind that. So uh, you go to public school and it was like, you know, you want to fit in and you will kind of discard what's not working and what you think will be more appropriate. So I did all that and it was um, important for me to do this because it was all a part of my path, my spiritual path. So I got lost. What I say, I got lost in the matrix. I created the false self. I disconnected from my true self, all of those things. But when I was, uh, so my mom did a little bit, but not as much as I did. But when she was uh, during the harmonic convergence in 1987, I think I was 14. um, She had a spontaneous awakening. She remembered her past lives. She remembered everything. So that was the beginning of her pulling me out and taking me on a spiritual journey. So um, she could hear my grandma and she could hear spirits talking to her. So 
we would sit and she would teach me these things, uh, kind of bringing me back to it. And when I was 15, my Native American spirit guide appeared to me in my room and he started working with me very closely. And he told me that I was going to be walking between worlds and that he was going to be there to teach me how to protect myself so that I didn't go into fear as I was in different realms and perceiving different realms, how not to allow any energies to really um, bother me, throw me off my path, any of those things, like really be solid in my knowing and my connection and my higher vibration. So that's the Cliff's Notes. And uh, my mom eventually came to me and said, look, I'm going over there. I am more connected there than I am here. I've already seen it. You're going to stay on this side of the veil. I'm going to go on that side and I'm going to be teaching you and connecting with you. Uh, and we're going to be helping other people. So she told me she's going to pull me out of the matrix when she got there fully. And then she was going to work with me to pull other people out. So that was the uh, Cliff's notes of that. <laughs> I love it. And just to clarify for those that, uh, maybe didn't get it when your mom said she was going to go to the other side of the veil. She was telling you she was going to pass on. She knew that she was going to pass on. Right. Yeah. And then yep. just a few weeks later she did. And it was kind of sudden. Yeah. So she told me, um, she was going to die and we had contracted this and she, her soul had shown her. And so when she got died, she was healthy in her forties never been sick. So when she got uh, a leukemia and died three weeks later, even though she had told me it was a huge shock and I went into a lot of trauma and grief. Mm. So this was also purposeful because in order for me to help people with the grief, I had to go through the grief, the things that we are here to do, we have to experience. So it took me about five years to reconnect with her and be able to hear her. And that was due to my vibration being too low and me getting stuck in the ego grief part of my brain. And so when I started learning about this, the way I learned and realized it is I had to get in a higher vibrational space. So five years later, I found myself at the top of a mountain in a vortex energy spot. And it was in that energy that I could rise up and she could get to me. So she woke me up at three in the morning and she said, get up and get a pen and paper. And we talked for three hours. And during that time, uh, the first thing she said to me was, your energy field is your power spot. It is the most important thing that you master your bio field. And she said, your energy is contracted. She said, you need to breathe, unclench your fist, push your energy field out. She said, because I can't interact with you in that energy. So that began her teaching me how to maintain a higher vibrational state of being and master my own biofield so that I was in control of what came into my field, what wasn't in my field. Like it, it literally is like a bubble of energy around us. And I understood that I was alkalizing anything that came in my field and also keeping that vibration high enough so that higher spirits could interact with me from the higher realms. So when they come in my field, if my field is not big and higher vibration, 
they can't meet me. So they, it's like, we're not a vibrational match. So we had to become a vibrational match. And it was like an attunement process where I understood this. And there was this uh, blending of her energy and mine, and I could feel it. And it was really uh, an activation where she said, okay, we're going to activate you in a higher vibrational state of being so that when she would move her vibration down lower, I moved mine up higher and we met in this place where we could actually communicate through vibration, which is light language, because light language is what we speak when we're not in the body. We speak it when we die, we speak it before we come in. So it's our first language. So we can easily remember it. It's really telepathic and it's, it's like osmosis. Like we're just blending and you can feel each other. So, yeah. Awesome. So from that point forward, so what year did she pass? 2002. 2002. So this yeah. kind of started in 2007 for you, right? Yeah. 2008. Started, 2008. Yeah, she died November of 2002 and in 2008 is when I found that vortex energy spot up in the up in the North Carolina mountains. And this particular place, I had had a vision before I went there. So in, right after she passed in 2003, I had a vision and Jesus was walking me there. Like the whole place I had already seen in the vision, he came to me, he was walking me and I didn't know where this was. But when I got out of the car and I looked, that was the same place he had taken me. And when he took me there, um, he had said to me, you finally come back to me, which I didn't understand what he meant. Um, but that was because this space brought me back to him. Um, he was able to communicate with me again, just like he did when I was a little girl. My mom was able to communicate with me. He really just brought me back to myself. And there they were in my heart space. You know, my mom said, I reside in the love, uh, love frequency. She said, you won't find me anywhere else. You have to stay in a higher vibration of love in order to connect with me. This is part. Part of why we have a lot of trouble connecting with them because a lot of us have disconnected from our hearts and we have a lot of trauma and we can't get into that vibration until we clear that trauma. So the, I had to go through all of that, all of it. I was getting chills when you were talking about yeah. Jesus and <laughs> I was, I didn't want to interrupt you, but I was getting full body chills. Mm -hmm. Um, so let's just continue on and uh, tell us about what you had to go through to get to where you are at today and, you know, to yeah. get to the sanctuary and all that. So, so what started happening at that point? Okay. So after I made the connection to her, she told me, she said, do this every day, sit in this vibration of love with me. And she said, all you have to do is feel my love in order to hear me because we are so connected and that love it transcends all space and time. So it's actually really simple for us. We complicate it, but it's very, very simple. And we were never meant to be separated. So this was like, I was off and running. Like I was so excited because I just couldn't figure it out for five years. I couldn't figure it out. I knew that she had told me we were going to stay connected, but I doubted it. And I didn't believe her. And I was like, you know, it wasn't true, mom you know, which made me go further into the grief because I started questioning whether anything was real that she said, you know, but that was so good because when people come here to my center and they're in that grief, I understand it so well. And 
I work with them the same way that she worked with me to help them get connected and heal that so that they can rise up out of it and then stay connected. So the center was an important part of our journey. She actually told me about it before she died. She would sit and write letters to me, like write little channelings or notes. And she said to me, you're moving to higher ground. You're going to be around a lot more um, like-minded people. And she said, together, we're going to be helping a lot of people. And she said, as we do this, she said, the most important thing that we do together is we're not preaching and we're not teaching as much as we are maintaining a vibrational state of being that people get called uh, into through your light. You call others, the light in you calls forth the light in others. So it was really about mastering the state of being. She said, we're not teaching belief systems. We're not trying to convince anyone of anything. We want people to come into a higher vibrational state so we can work with them directly. And that was what I was to do. So I, the next step for me was a plant medicine journey. So I was working with a Korean healer and we did a psilocybin journey. Now I had never done anything like this. I'm like 38 years old, terrified. And it was really kind of funny uh, how much fear I had around this because I kind of believed all the, the nonsense that we're told about this, about how it's a drug and it's dangerous. Um, but that medicine journey was so important for my ego integration, because although I was connected to my mom and I was hearing her for myself, the next phase of this was to integrate the two minds and my ego so that I could be a pure channel for others, because that's a whole other thing. Spirit will talk with us directly, but in order for us to be pure channels, in order to provide information for others, we have to purify ourselves and we have to not be split by the ego mind and the God mind, which is another thing she taught me and I'll share. Um, but that integration had to happen so that Jenny did not, could, could successfully get out of the way. And so I did not distort the information because they, the last thing they need is anybody distorting information because we have plenty of that. Um, so that was sort of like my initiation into a next level of being able to work with them. Um, I actually went out of my body. I went into the void. Um, I had a full conversation up there with them. I had uh, an, an, a full integration of my minds. And the most pro profound part of it was that that integration um, was so... Um, traumatic <laughs> because when I was there and they said, we're going to integrate your minds, all you need to do is allow us to do this so that you can get to your next level and get on your path. Um, Jenny believed that she would cease to exist if this happened. And so I went into such a state of fight or flight that I'd never experienced because it wasn't like death. I'm not afraid of death. I know we go on. This was very different. And what was so profound about this is I realized that this part of us, this amygdala ego part of our brain is a linear. It's like an artificial computer part of our brain that allows us to operate in the artificial simulated reality that we're in. It allows us to have the physical experience 
and it was never meant to pilot our journey. So somehow we got locked into an artificial reality running artificial programs. And this is the reason why they wouldn't work with me until I integrated that part of me with my God brain and the centrum part of my brain, I realized, and I learned is a pyramid in the top of our heads that light comes in living light from sources channeled in like a tachyon chamber, you know, like the pyramids, they harness energy and light. We're walking in that, but we are locked into the computer part of our brains. So when I realized this and this started coming online and everything started integrating properly, I was able to like my amygdala kind of did another thing and it started allowing my centrum, my God part of my brain to be in charge. And when this was process was done, I sat up and it was the first time that I felt my soul fully present in my body. And it was like pure ecstasy. And it was like, I, I was laughing, I was crying. And I was like, this is all we ever wanted. We had been split and our soul kicked out and we were being run by the program. So it was so utterly profound. And within six months after that process, my retreat came and I was literally catapulted onto my path. Like it was so quick. And I have a quick question. So everything yeah. you just described was the psilocybin uh, ceremony. Yes. Wow. Well, okay. Yes. Yes. So after, so I did the psilocybin ceremony and right after that, I did a journey and that's when, so all of it was together because I was still in it. So it was over a period of days. And then I did a journey because I couldn't come back down. I couldn't get grounded after mm -hmm. the psilocybin journey. Like I was so in another place. And so I went and did a journey so that I could try to function here again, uh, because I had a near-death experience. And so I wasn't sure how I was going to operate when I had seen, I had seen the simulation. I had seen it all. I knew that it was like the Truman show. I mm. knew that I was fully immersed in something inorganic and I wasn't sure how I was going to operate and, and function in it. Um, and that's when I did a journey. And in that journey, three beings came to me and they are the ones that said that they were, um, and I'll go into that a bit because it's pretty profound. They said that, uh, first of all, they looked alienish, but they told me that, uh, to get the scary alien image out of my head, because that's not what they look like. They said, we are a higher version of you. We exist in a higher dimensional realm on earth near, you know, it's not some other planet. They said, we are higher dimension on earth and we are a part of the creation here and you are we are you and you are us and we've we're, we've come to answer your call for awakening and we're here to help you awaken and so the process of awakening was integrating my minds so that mm -hmm. journey is now what i help other people do so those beings are still with me. They are still a part of this. And mm -hmm. now they assist me in journeying others and integrating their minds in the same way. So this is what we do here at Spirit Reunions. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm definitely going to 
you know, talk about my experience and I only got to experience some of it. And I'm like, man, I really want the the full experience next time. But um, yeah, when I think about this, this reality being a simulation, sometimes I'll sit there in my mind and I'll start to get anxiety just thinking, okay. about, oh my God, like this is a video game. And I, I start <laughs> to like freak myself out. Okay. Um, Let's talk about that. Okay. Let's talk about that because, um, when you are the amygdala part of our brain is the only part of us that can experience fear Mm. and fears are fear is where the programs are. So if you're feeling fear, you're experiencing it through the amygdala. And my mom has taught me that you want to experience everything through the centrum part of your brain, not the amygdala. So when you sit Mm. with your, um, so let me, let me start with this. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, myofascial release, I think is um, um, John, Up- Dr. Upledger, John Upledger. Yeah. So he, he was the one who discovered, and this is where I got the medical terms from. He discovered that the amygdala part of the brain and the centrum brain are in, in a constant argument about what's real and what's not real. Mm-hmm. Once you integrate those two, that argument goes away. And your amygdala begins to do another thing. It begins to relax and articulate light language coming from the centrum part of the brain. And when that starts working properly and everything flows, you're just bringing information into the amygdala computer part of you. We're all avatars with this amazing computer interface, uh, artificial Uh, technology that will allow us to operate in a simulation properly. And, you know, it's like the movie Lucy, you, we have this amazing artificial capacity. And when we start to take charge of that, and we actually begin to download the upgraded software from the centrum, from the source and the higher dimensions, you start canceling out all the fear programs and you now begin to access higher, higher levels of intelligence. And this is where we're at now. We are done being controlled by the fear programs and by the simulation. It never was meant to run this for us, but we got hijacked in it somehow. And so we're unhijacking ourselves. And this is the answer for everything because once we unhijack ourselves and we now upgrade through the source field, we can be in the simulation and the simulation bends to us. We are the creators. We're now affecting instead of reacting. And now we become master creators in a simulated reality, which is fun. It's actually fun. (laughs) It's like being in, well, at least understanding you're in charge of the video game and we're, we're all co-creating and then you can kind of learn how to co-create better. I love that. So do you have any tips on integrating the centrum and the amygdala? Any tips? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, See my cat behind me, she just jumped up. <laughs> so I had to learn to do this, even though I had integrated, I still had to train my brain, my amygdala. I had to train it to on command, move into Um, allowing the centrum to fully take over and my amygdala to go into translate light language mode so that my, I could um, translate that information coming through for people like the way I did with you, where I can sit down on command 
and I move and my, and my amygdala stops recording because our amygdalas record reality and they only operate from the recording. So as your amygdala records your reality, it only perceives past experience. It cannot come into the now. So if, I, if my amygdala is operating too much in the program, I actually cannot move into the now moment and hear spirit. I can only tell you things that I can perceive from my past experience. Jenny had to get that under control so that I wasn't interjecting. So for instance, somebody would say something and my amygdala, my amygdala was like, oh, wait a second. I know something about that. And my mom's like, stop. We don't need Jenny's opinion right now. We need your amygdala to go back into uh, a neutral translation mode. So this is a something, this is a mastery that we all can do, but it takes time. So the way that I would do it is I told my amygdala, you have a new job. You have an upgraded uh, position. You, I don't need you to do anything but articulate light language that's coming in from source. And I thought, I think it's hilarious how much my amygdala would get excited about literally. It's like, it's got a personality. It's like, uh, would get excited about it. Then I also noticed that when I could get my amygdala to be quiet because it would take time, it would chatter away. It would mm. argue with me and it would be like, you know, what are you doing? This is ridiculous. You don't know these people. What are you going to tell them? Da, 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 da. I mean, it was literally endless chatter. I would sit there and I would have to breathe because you breathe and you activate the DMT in your brain into the God brain. So the breath, I would do the breathing. I would breathe in light. I would breathe out distortion. I would get my field big. I would feel my mom, all of these things. And, and the love, I would just, she would pour love in my field. I would feel the love because the amygdala cannot experience love. It is artificial. It only experiences artificial copies of things. It's not in the organic reality. So if once you start feeling true love of a higher vibration from source, mm -hmm. you're in the field, you're in the source field. So I had to activate my whole being in the source field. And you, the easiest way to do that is through love. And so anytime I sit down, the first thing I do is I start activating that higher love in my energy field. And that starts to get my amygdala to relax and then I breathe and it'll relax. And then I play the same music every single time because as soon as my amygdala hears that music, it's like Pavlov's dog, like that experience, that, that experiment where they would ring the bell. Yeah. So it's like the music is like my bell. As soon mm. as it hears that, it's like, oh, I know what we're doing. We're, we are going to do something different. Um, mm. So it's not that I am walking in that all the time. Like I'm still me. I'm still Jenny. I still have my ego still enjoys, you know, being me and, and interacting. But when I sit down to really channel, I have to do it from the highest place and I have to get completely out of the way. So mm. ultimately we're moving into where we're going to be walking in all of this full time. But right now we're walk, we're kind of in an in-between phase where we're not fully ascended into the higher dimensions yet, but mm -hmm. we are working our way towards it. And so my mom says, this is where we're in the learning phase. We're practicing. She's like, you just need to work on mastering 
your vibration so that you stay mm -hmm. in connection to the higher beings. Love it. So we had a ton of people uh, tune in just yeah. now. I just want to kind of quick summarize, and I definitely want to encourage people to go watch the the first half because there was so much that we talked about. But I have uh, Jenny here. We're talking about when my mom said hi, Sage. We're talking <laughs> about accessing higher dimensions, and also you were talking about different parts of the brain and how to integrate the centrum. And I was taking notes. I was trying not to make it obvious, but how to integrate the centrum and the amygdala so that you are really staying in those higher dimensions because the amygdala can get in the way to kind of like bring you back into the simulated matrix, like this false reality that, you know, the simulation that we're in. So um, Jenny was just talking about ways to integrate that and I'm going to do a quick summary. Let me know how I do. But basically she said, you can talk to your amygdala and you can say, Hey, I really only need you to translate light language, um, breathing, breathing in and out, breathing in light, breathing out distortion, expanding your field. And I feel like this is the most important part is getting in a state of love. Um, one way that I do that is I, sometimes you could put your hand on your heart, right? But I think about people, places, and things and experiences that I love. And I get into that love state pretty quick by feeling into that gratitude and love. Um, so that's pretty much what we were talking about. And you, you told a, a lot of your story so far and, but we didn't hear about how did you actually obtain the sanctuary? And, um, we could talk a little bit more about if you want, um, what you actually do in a session. And then I want to give, if it's okay, a little bit about my experience having just come back from your sanctuary. So, well, I, I feel, first of all, the sanctuary was, was brought to me and spirit really brought it by mom. I mean, she really runs it. It's kind of like a sacred place that she is in the higher dimensions running. Like we're to a total partnership in this. So you know, I see it as theirs as well as mine because, um, it's not really mine. And, um, I, she told me when I got it, she said, you're going to build according to our blueprints. Right. And so we've been building for 10 years and we have about eight tiny houses now. Um, mm. you know, so we have an outdoor pavilion, we do speaking and we have events and I do workshops. And I think the most important part of this center and a place where people can come is first, it's a higher vibration simply because spirit is activated in it. When mm. you come, you actually, it's experiential. You actually get to be in that higher vibration. So your body starts to attune to it and you start to feel your own energy again. And this is what she said when I got it is she said, we're all talking about what it means to be heaven, to, to be in heaven on earth and a great heaven on earth. And she said, these centers are going to serve as places where people can come and feel what that means. Because we learn through experience. We, we don't learn through concepts. Spirit school is one of the things that she created. And spirit school is where we begin to learn through source. We begin to relearn everything through them. And they're here dedicated to this to help us unlearn all of the programming that is in the artificial reality 
so that we can come back into the organic higher truths of everything. And that can only be done through source. We had not been able to access source until now, more than ever. We, we could have, but it's it was harder. It's easier now because we've all come up in vibration. So what we do here is I help get people into the field. I help get your, I, I literally walk you up into connection with your loved ones. Once they get you, they take you up and you have an experience and it's like a near-death experience. So you actually go into the source field, they come get you, they take you up, you know, people see the light just like you would a near-death experience and you stay as long as you can stay because most of us are not adapted to enough light in order to stay for really long periods of time yet. But that's the goal, to adapt to more light, to attune yourself. I remember when I first started this, I could sit for about an hour in with them in my field because it would exhaust me. And mm. so now, I mean, eight, nine hours, I will sit all day long in the field now. I will work with people and it's only because I built up to that ability. So when people go into the source field and you go up with them, they'll let me know when you're done. Like you, you know, you can only handle as much as you can handle. But the more we practice this, the more we work with them, the more we are fully going to be um, collapsing the artificial timelines. We're all going to be mastering being in alignment with our organic line, which our organic timeline runs directly from source. It runs directly from our higher selves. And we have been dis creating distorted reality for so long. We have all these distorted timelines and we have to clear them up. We have to align with only our master timeline, which is resource and only create through living light. And this is the new thing. This is our next thing. And it's exciting because we're doing it and we're all coming back together in this. And I can say with confidence that I have so much success in helping people get connected to spirit that it proves to me that we are in a whole other thing now. We have come into a whole different vibration and we're ready. So it's, you know, she, that my book, it's called, let's get this party started. It's a party <laughs> up there. And when you go up, you get to, they're waiting for us and they're ready. It's like, we're coming back home. It's exciting. Yeah. I want to comment on a couple of things you said, and then there's a few comments in the chat. Um, first off, my mom for those of you just uh, tuning in, my mom and I just came back from Jenny's sanctuary and my mom's in the chat. And she said, I'll just tell you what she, she commented. I truly felt the energy as we were driving up the driveway, didn't know what it was. And all of a sudden there it was joy. So I want to just give a quick, um, just about how I felt with the energy. Cause you talked about the energy. Um, I don't really sleep that great. We're, we're speaking positive and we're speaking, it's changing. I'm sleeping better. We're going to be careful what we say, but it's been a long time that I don't really sleep that great. And I slept really good every single night. Um, when I just wanted to just be like, I would sit outside in the rain and just kind of breathe in the air um, because it felt so good. And then here's how I know the energy was different. I didn't get home until today. Cause I flew into salt. Lake. I slept over last night cause it was late. 
when I got home, one of the first things I did, I cried. No, I cried because I just wanted to go back. Like I, I was like, and so that's, that's something where, Hey, I have to learn just like you said, that I affect my surroundings now that I can get back into that higher vibration, but to come back into my day-to-day with my to-do list and everything on my plate and, you know, the energy of just where I'm at, you know, I cried and I was just like craving that energy. So exactly what you were saying, I felt it. And I know because I cried when I got home, but, um, just speaking on the energy portion, um, if you can, if I could sleep, I mean, you have no idea you have like years and years of reading books on sleep, of um, taking everything under the sun. I only take natural stuff now. Um, I went to sleep doctors like when I was like 19, like 20 years ago, over 20 years ago. That's, that was, that's the struggle is nothing new. And I slept every night. So there's definitely something special up there. Um, and you know, mom- that's really common Regina, because um I, when I created these cabins and this is a very DIY project, as you can see. And, and the reason for that is because it's definitely not cookie cutter. I didn't hire all the work. Like we did the work, we put our heart and creativity into that. And my mom told me, she said, it's, it's really important that your energy and our energy is in it. So hours of me in that cabin painting, we, you know, I helped put all the, you know, do all the work in those. Like I was putting the ceiling on, I was putting the insulation in, I was involved in that. And as I was doing that, I was putting intention specifically in the cabin that you were in. I remember I was up till three in the morning and I was painting the ceiling and all I kept thinking was, I just want people to sleep really good in here. Like I want people to totally rest and And so when people come out of that cabin, like people will say to me, I don't ever sleep. Um, Or I get up at four in the morning every day. And then at nine o'clock, they roll out and say, I haven't slept until nine o'clock since like 20 years or whatever. I'm just laughing because it's such a common thing. And it just goes to show that we are powerful creators. And when we put our intention into something, you'll see it manifest. Yeah. And that intention affects everyone that comes in. So I think think that's really important to remember that your intention and what you put out there, what the energy you put in is going to affect other people. Um, I'm going to have to, when I go to sleep tonight, pretend that I'm in the loft (laughs) in the tree cabin and uh, yeah, it was really nice to wake up and it's raining out. It's like, I'll just go back to sleep. Um, Gosh, it felt so good and so relaxing. Um, But yeah that's just a testimony to the energy when I came home and I cried, but this is a good reminder to sit and, uh, do exactly what you said, breathe in, get my energy big and to get into love because I can bring that energy. And I can also go there in my, in my mind, I, that, you know, I can go to that place now, anytime. Um, so let's see just trying to get an idea of time-wise. Also, I just want to remind everybody, you guys can ask questions. We're getting comments, a lot of comments, but no questions. Feel free to ask questions. Um, so also, talk- Rita, I also, uh, 
Well, I want to talk about the biofield. We do the photos of the biofield and I, and what we're seeing, um, and I don't know if you want to put some of these in the comments later, but I'll tell you, it's, we use quantum biofeedback. And so when people come here and they journey and they go up and their loved ones come to get them and you see them, you feel them, you, they take you up to have an experience. They really be, become a surrogate for you to get you up into the higher dimensions. And I tell people, it's just like my plant medicine journey. Spirit turns out they can surrogate you up just like plant medicine does because plant medicine is just a surrogate. All of these things are just higher vibrational energies that actually help raise our vibration so we can have the experience. When you come back and we take the photos, you know, most people have light shooting out the top of their head. And my auras are, you know, now pretty consistent with that light coming straight out of the top of my head. So before and after auras are showing us that something's happening. There's a shift in your aura that is really profound. So it's beautiful that we can see it now. Um, so that's part of it. When you come, you get the quantum biofeedback before and after. So you can see exactly what happened to your field when you went up into the higher dimensions. And people are all saying the same things. So that's another thing. Like I'm to the point where I've done it so much where I can tell when you're in the field. I can tell when they've got you. And so can you. Um, you know, it, it becomes obvious whenever that you see them, there they are, they take you up and you begin get up there and there they all are and you're seeing them and you also get to see your higher self. But what happens when you're in the field is you're integrating your minds and it's going to happen naturally. So you actually are getting to bring everything in this avatar back in alignment with its natural blueprint and it happens naturally. And this is where we're at. This is the ascension. In order for us to really get our bodies to ascend up out, we need to experience it. And healing happens when you're in the field. So people have had instantaneous healings. You know, no distortion can be in that field. It's so pure. And when you go into it and you're sitting in it, you know it, you feel it. And the more you adapt, People will go and they'll have the experience. They come back with no pain, no symptoms. And then after a week or so, they'll have their symptoms again. That's because they're allowing their vibration to come back down into a lower frequency and it, and your body's going to bring back that distortion. It, again, this is all about mastering a higher vibrational state of being. And we, we practice, we start, you know, you work with your loved ones. They're committed to us. They're committed to pull us, pulling us out. Their love is amazing. It's powerful. And the more we do it, the less we are going to be subject to artificial programming. Mm. So there's a few comments. Someone joined late. Uh, we're talking about connecting to loved ones that have passed, accessing higher dimensions. My mom and I just got back from Jenny's sanctuary. I think that we timed this perfect because there, there's a couple more things I want to talk about from our experience too. And uh, let's see, trying to catch up. Gina said, I've been having dreams about people that have passed. I'm in dreams where I feel familiar with other beings, but haven't met them in this life. What is happening? What's the message if I need to even feel there's a reason? Okay, so one of the things, so there's two things that your amygdala 
will get quiet for and allow you and allow you to do without interjecting or feeling like it's got to protect you because your amygdala is here to protect you. So that's why I have gratitude for it. And I don't, you know, I work, I, we work with it. And when you upgrade it, it's amazing. This is all supposed to be part of the journey. So the amygdala allows us to dream and it allows us to use our, our imagination. Those two things it knows are not real. This is why spirit can access us while we're dreaming. And so we use that part of us in order to get into the field. So those dreams that you're having are um, definitely real. They're definitely spirit. So when you begin to learn how to use that part of your brain to journey and connect, you're in better charge of it and you can do it on command. And then you can begin to know who's with you. And, um, an important part of this is activating your gatekeeper. I use the analogy of racing because I was in professional racing and in racing, our race car drivers had to have spotters because they're, they're flying around a track at, you know, 200 miles an hour and they don't have good visual. They they're in helmets and cars and you're the spotters that we pitched sat up in a spotter booth. They had a bird's eye view a microphone to that driver and the driver had to trust them completely to know what, where to go, what, how, who's coming, how, where to turn. And that spotter also had ha had to have been on the track prior. He had to have mastered driving for himself. This is the same way for your gatekeeper. Only your gatekeeper also has somebody that you have had a love connection with in your life. And it's been activated in the heart in in, in the physical in the heart mm. space, because that activation and memory of that love is what transcends the dimensions. So it's very important to find your gatekeeper, the person that is here to work with you. And that person is the one who will come get you, who will take you up into the higher dimensions and really work with you so that you can learn to do this on your own. And I have people who have done this so many times that they can go on up on their own and they can really explore up there. By the way, it's another physical dimension. It's not etheric. It's another physical reality that is very real. And a lot of people come back and say, that is more real than here. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're really coming back to being tethered in the heaven realm, which is what we were meant to do anyway. We were never meant to be disconnected. We were always meant to be connected to our loved ones. So all of that old programming goes away we're tethered we're walking in that field and we're downloading source truth into the reality in real time and we're clearing up all distortion in our path and um we're now able to understand who wants to speak with us what their messages are all of it comes back online i'm getting chills <laughs> um um i have a question and then i want to um just quick touch on our ex little group experience with me, you, and my mom. Um, I wonder if anyone has the same question. How do you know who your gatekeeper is? Can it only be one person? Like, do you choose like, or. Okay. So I also, so I want to be careful when I say things that are absolutes because they, there's no, there's no such thing. Um, everybody's unique. And my personal experience is what I'm going to share. My personal experience is that it's easier to work with one in the beginning because there's an attunement. Every single 
one of us has a, our own unique vibrational fingerprint that cannot be mimicked. And so when we understand how to attune to that one person that we've had a strong, pure love with, and you're able to attune with them so that when they step into your field, it can't be mimicked because like lower dimensional entities cannot mimic true higher vibrational love, but they can appear to you as loved ones. So my mom said, "We w- I won't appear to you that way. You see me with your third eye and you feel me with your heart. And that's how you know it's me. And so she has been very specific and careful. And this is what she encourages other people to do is get connected to one at first, like baby steps, get your gatekeeper and get so connected to that, that loved one that, you know, immediately you're attuned. You begin to hear very clearly. And then you can work up to others. Um, So like I said, it's unique for everybody. Some people are more advanced, but with me, that's what I've experienced. And that's what I encourage. And when I work with people here at the center, it's been really beneficial to do it that way. Right. A couple things. So before I comment on that, because I want to add something. So for me, like, I'm going to talk about my experience in a moment with me, you, and my mom. Many of our past loved ones came forward. I probably feel the most connected to Nanny, my dad's mom, and both of my grandfathers. Honestly, both of them. I would probably say number one is Nanny. So would I would I like think to establish that connection with her? Like, hey, I think you're my gatekeeper. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. um, I, when you and I do a journey, okay, you will have all of that information. Okay. I'll know so who the gatekeeper I, is. Yeah. So whenever I, they come to get you and take you up, you're going to, it's going to be so clear to you. Right. Okay. Um, and then I want to add something and then there's some comments. So, and I know you've said this before and that's how I knew I was like, okay, yes. Um, because a lot of what you say resonates. I'm always very careful when I try to access higher dimensions or I really only work with my higher self source, my guides. Um, but, um, and then when I do call on ancestors, I, I call in the highest, their higher selves, the highest version of them. So I just want to say to anyone that wants to start connecting I recommend, I don't know if you agree, calling in the highest version of, like I would say the highest version of nanny or the highest version of grandpa or because, you know, um, not that anything evil is going to come forward, but you know, there are spirits that might be like, oh, Regina just, Regina just called in her guides. I'm a guide. I'm going to go, you know? So I say my highest divine guides alight. I I'm very specific. So I don't know. I always recommend that. Well, So for me, my mom told me in the very beginning, she said, you will only be attuned to the higher self of everybody in the highest dimension. So I was not able to interact in the lower distorted realms. So when we journey, they take you up, they bypass all distorted realms and you go straight into the heaven fifth dimension and up. So for Mm me, um, I was attuned through love. So it's higher vibrational love that keeps you connected in the higher dimensions. So this is why you get connected to your gatekeeper who you had the strongest love with. So, you know, when your Nana steps in your field, you know her, you feel Mm -hmm. her love. 
And it's through her love that you then are activated into a higher space. And then you can say, you know, you can work with her so that she walks them into your field so that you two have an agreement that she says who can come in and who cannot. And that's how my mom is with me. She really does guard the door, you know, so she doesn't just mm. let anyone walk in my field. And I, I trust her. That. I love that. Who would have thought that nanny might be my gatekeeper and uh, my friend Kelly's and they're like, nanny, everybody knows all my friends know nanny. Um, okay. Quite a few comments. Let's see. Gina says, um, I don't think I got to that one yet. I've been having dreams, not only with spirits that have passed, but with some people that are living. Why do they feel as intense and with messages? The dreams are intense with the dreams are intense with the deceased. Um, okay. So I feel like I, I understand that she's saying that she, the living and the deceased are both bringing messages in her dreams. I, I think so. They're both okay. in her dream. Let me see if she clarified. No, not yet. Uh, why do they feel so intense? Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm not really sure why in that particular case, it feels so intense other than, you know, it's a remembering. So we've been so programmed that we cannot communicate with them or we've, we've been so programmed into the, the illusion of separation that when we begin to connect with them again, it's like your amygdala starts to get overwhelmed. It doesn't understand. So part of it could be an amygdala part of her brain, just going, what's going on. Um, just the, just the remembering of that connection and how it works might feel intense. Um, I will say that when you get up to the higher dimensions, you realize that we're always there together in our higher selves. So just a small part of us comes down into this reality and into the body. So the higher selves are all up there together. And so we're always intact there. There's no risk of us getting lost in the simulation. So, so perfect. But mm. when, um, some people have there there are people that are alive here like husbands come and get their wives to take them on the journey and they'll say to me is it normal that my husband's coming to get me to take me up he's still alive yes his higher self just came to get you That's so it's really, really cool. it's really no different we can even communicate with each other's higher selves it's one of the exercises we do here that's really fun my mm. mom said at some point um, once we really come into the remembering, we will all, all be interacting with each other's higher selves all the time and no longer interacting in the simulation through the artificial mind. So Kelly has a couple comments. Um, she said, I missed a lot in the beginning. I feel like I could answer these, but I'm gonna let you answer them. Going to watch again. Are your sessions only in person? Does it take more than one session to reach source? Couple good questions. Okay. Um, mostly it's, uh, most of the time it's just one. Um, and I mean, most of the time, like a very few people cannot. So, um, I'm very confident that one session you get into the field and you will have an experience. Um, I do them over zoom. I can do them in person, but I can do them over zoom. You came to my place while I was closed. I made an exception for you. Um, we're actually seasonal. So we're closed until April. And I'll do workshops again in April. I'll do workshops. Um, I'm going to get my schedule up on my website. 
And um, during the workshop weekends, they're really fun because we all are connecting together and we're all practicing. And it's just a really beautiful weekend where we're all kind of walking in this energy together the whole time. So I love doing those. Um, also, my book is a training manual. So if you, what people are saying about the book, since it was written when I was centered in source, I, it was written from the field with my mother. When you read it, it really pulls you into the field. And most people are having experiences just reading the book. So mm. there's that. So I love when people read my book before they come because it makes a difference. And then I'll have people come and they want to make another appointment. And I'll just say, well, they're, you know, struggling I'm struggling. I can't get back in, into the field by myself. I always just say, you know, read my book and then call me again. The point is, is that I don't want anyone dependent on me. We want everybody to get connected as many as connected as possible. This is what's going to change our reality is when we all start at operating from the field. So my book's helpful. Um, and all of that's on my website, spiritreunionsanctuary.com. Okay. And we're going to say that again, um, just in a few minutes as we wrap up. And I think that kind of answered the second question, Kel. She said, I would love to dream about my deceased loved ones and communicate with them. How can I open the gates um, for a book? You could do sessions on Zoom, rewatch this episode. Um, and if you still didn't get that answered, I would reach back out. She said, I'm chronically stressed. So I'm sure that has mm -hmm. a lot to do with it. I think learning to connect with the field would make a major impact on, on the stress Absolutely. for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm, I'm going to order your book too. I should have read it before I came, uh, and I'll have <laughs> you give that info again at the end. Um, and Missy Ray, Missy Rail Maggard says, hi, Jenny. Love you. Oh, hi, Missy. hi, Jack. Hi, Jacqueline. We have, we have, I think we had a record. I was, I was watching the viewers. We had a record amount of viewers. Yay. So yeah. Um, Christopher says, uh, I can't wait to get up to your sanctuary and have a weekend of experience all, all of this. And again, she does work on zoom in the meantime. And I think I'm literally going to order your book right after, and then maybe we could schedule our zoom. Um, yeah sometime whenever you can, have time you guys can schedule online there's a calendar online so you can go on and you can schedule a session there on my site awesome um i wanted to do a we're basically at our time and i want to respect your time if you have a few minutes i wanted to give a just a quick recap of our group experience and then yeah. we can kind of just hop off and and just hang in facebook for five minutes um, if there's any last minute questions that Jenny can't answer, is that cool, Jenny? Yeah. Okay. Um, cause I know that it's, it's, uh, it's getting late there on the East coast. So real quick, um, Jenny, we, we were kind of short on time and I had a lot going on this weekend. So she did a journey with my mom. My mom was able to see her higher self, her dad and all of her dogs that pass, which is really, really cool. I love that. Um, and then um, we didn't have time for an individual journey. So we just did a group, um, like a channeling. And so Jenny actually channeled our loved ones while me and my mom sat there. And I just want to tell you, it's funny because it just felt like we were hanging out with them. I could feel them. Um, I've always been very sensitive though. Like I told you, I could smell my grandma. I can, mm -hmm. she sends me messages and 
just about every loved one that's close to us who passed on came forward. I mean, we had multiple people and their messages all made sense. And it's funny because, um, I mean, you, you described them perfectly. Even my grandpa, who my, my mom's dad pop up, I would call him would wear these funny golf pants. Like he always had, like, he was very kind of showy in that way. And he wore just funky golf pants, like with weird patterns and bright colors. And Jenny at one point was like, why is he showing me his pants? And we start cracking up and we're like, oh, that's definitely pop-up. So um, this is definitely legit. I could feel their presence. Their messages made total sense. Um, and I feel more connected ever since, you know, I, it just reminded me like, why am I not connect? Why am I not consciously trying to connect? Um, and it just really made me feel good. Um, yeah, it really just felt like we were hanging out. It was awesome. So I know it's obviously different when you journey yourself and you see them and you're communicating that way. But even at that level, just having Jenny channel them was so cool. Just felt like we were hanging out. Um, so anyway, I am, um, Jenny, I'm just going to ask you one last time to say how people can reach you. We're going to wrap up the recording, hang out just for like five minutes. If there's any last minute questions in the Facebook group, and then I'm going to let you go. So how can people reach you? So my website is spirit reunions with an S sanctuary.com. And if you go to the services tab, you can go to the calendar and you can just schedule. Um, I only do one session a day and that's because I like it to be very focused. Um, they're usually two hours and some people we go over, it depends on your situation. There are people that want longer. So I just dedicate my time and focus to one person a day. And so if you go to the calendar, it's one o'clock Eastern time, but you have to click the time before it'll let you go to the next page. So um, that's how you reach me. Um, you can also, uh, so there's a contact there as well. So if you have questions, you can just send me a contact through the website and then I'll get your email and I'll reply. Mm, awesome. And your book, is there a link on your site for the book or Amazon? There, okay. It's on Amazon. There's a link and it's called spirit reunions. Let's get this party started. It's on Amazon. Love yeah. it. Love it. Um, awesome. Jenny, thank you so much. Anything else that you want to, any, any parting message to people that you want to leave us with? Um, well, I feel like, you know, when we were talking with you and all of your family, I want everyone to know that they are so excited to connect with us. Like they miss us as much as we miss them. And they love when we sit for the afternoon and chat with them. It's just so sweet, you know, and it's more about the healing. It's more about waking us up to who we really are and how connected we are and to dissolve this uh, uh, separation illusion really pull us out of the illusions and pull us back to higher love. And this is where the healing is. This is where the power is. This is the new earth experience. This is how we integrate heaven on earth. And this is how we are no longer subject to the distorted creation. That's really trying to trap us in there. Like this is where it's game over. 
this is empowerment. It's through them. It's through their love. And we're a team. We're all a team with them. So activating them in our world is the game changer. It's so beautiful and powerful. We have story after story of miracles. So, yep, that's this is the, the most beautiful thing I get to do is watch everybody get connected the same way I did and watch their lives change. I love it. Yeah, there's so much to tell. We could hang out for hours and hours. I'm going to end the recorded portion. I just okay. want to thank everyone for watching Facebook group. Hang out for a moment. If you have a couple last minute questions, we'll hang for a few minutes. That's why you want to join the Facebook group to hang out. Um, but thank you all so much. Everyone that's watching live, everyone that's supported this grassroots brand new podcast, all about sovereignty and solutions in all areas. This is our last episode of the season. It's been amazing. We will start back up end of January, early February. So stay tuned. Thank you, Jenny. I'm so happy that we ended you and I 12, 12. What a special day. Um, Facebook group, hang out for a moment. And again, thank you guys so much. Love you guys. And thank you for your support.